We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. When it's time for a new credit card, the best ones do way more than just buy stuff. And that's why U.S. Bank offers credit cards that make every day more rewarding. Earn cash back. Score points when you shop, dine out, travel, or binge watch. Or get a low intro APR. U.S. Bank credit cards were designed to fit your lifestyle. So make every day more rewarding. And check out usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. Ace is a place with the helpful hardware, folks. At Ace, your backyard's right in our backyard, which means we have hand-picked products that are right for the birds in your neighborhood, like premium bird seed, suet, birdhouses, and feeders. Stop by your local Ace and get everything you need to attract the birds you want, including Ace Wild Bird Food, on sale now. Now through Tuesday only, when you buy two 20-pound bags of wild bird food, get a third bag free, only at Ace, the helpful place. Offer valid through February 28th at participating stores. No offense to my Eagles and their 4 0 preseason. Uh, I'm your host, James <laughs> Seltzer, and with me, as always, the man who will give you all the information you need to win in DFS this weekend. You can follow him on Twitter at Statsman22, Mr. Paul Bruno. Paul, what's going on, brother? Well, you know what? We were talking before we went to air. There's some really discounted prices on some pieces along the way that we've talked about this week and and even at the quarterback position that open up some choices at the wideout position. You can go right up to the top of the heap here and uh, pick away at some of the stars. So I'm looking forward to seeing how we make up our lineups and uh, what uh, what value we say see there today. I'm curious to hear what you think. Totally agree. Yeah, Paul and I covered running backs yesterday, so you can obviously go to the Rotowire page or, of course, iTunes, any of that type of stuff uh, to listen to yesterday's pod. And what Paul's referring to is some of those super cheap, really nice options like Christine Michael and Spencer Ware and whatnot, who 
will allow you to get some of these big price wide receivers in your lineup. And, th and that's what we're going to be covering today. We'll go through the whole wide receivers rank top to bottom and find you those top guys to play, those middle tiers, and of course, those low end values if you do want to go with a higher price running back or higher price quarterback or whatever. All right, Paul, let's just jump in again one more time. Football tonight, that's so awesome. Okay, uh, let's start <laughs> with those top three guys who, um, for the most part, really consisted in season long leagues as well as the one, two, and three picks in the vast majority of leagues that I was in, unless someone snuck Todd Gurley up there or something. But uh, Antonio Brown, Odell Beckham Jr., and Julio Jones at the top of this list, the only three receivers at $9,000 or more, the only three non-quarterbacks at $9,000 or more as well. Um, so kind of how are you looking at these three? Obviously, Brown at 93, Beckham at 91, and, and Julio at 9,000. A, you know, we were talking about, are you looking to get these guys in your lineup? And B, which of the three do you prefer? Well, I think you go right to the top of the ladder in this one because uh, of the situation that Pittsburgh finds itself in. Their number one running back is uh, is not going to be available to them, obviously, with a suspension issue. So, you know, for $9,300, you get the guy who is going to get the most targets in the league this year. And uh, and it'll be a pass-happy offense in the early going with that deficiency on the run in the running game. So Big big Ben will be looking Brown's way a lot, and I think Brown's going to pile up a lot, of, a lot of points in yardage. It doesn't really seem to matter the opponent this guy faces. He was very consistent in that way last year. But uh, there's a 1B option there that can't be overlooked, and that's what Dell Beckham against my, my Cowboys. This guy always puts on a show in this matchup, and it's no secret that the D Dallas defense is in complete disarray. He should have a field day there. So they they stand above Julio Jones, in my opinion. This guy's got a nicked-up ankle, and he, he returned to practice uh, early this week, but uh, that nagging injury raises a few question marks in my mind, and uh, I think the other two guys are more viable in this case. I agree. I would be willing to use all three. Like, look, if you're trying to fit one in and you only got 9,000, I don't think it's the end of the world, but I do agree with you that, that Brown and Beckham are, are a notch above, even at the a little bit extra price, especially Brown. Look, you know, he's one of those guys who I don't know if they can set the price high enough. You know, he's, <laughs> he is just, when he plays, he's just such a stud, especially when you're getting half a point per reception, playing with Big Ben. I mean, he's just a... He is just uncoverable and, and easily the best receiver in the game. And obviously, I think Beckham is going to take that title over whenever Brown cedes it to him. But uh, Antonio Brown, in my opinion, is unstoppable. And, and really, I don't think you can ever go wrong putting him in a DFS lineup if he's in the $9,900 range. Uh, all right, Paul, let's move on to that uh, next year. And we have a, a pretty significant drop with a $500 drop down to that next player, Allen Robinson, uh, which features about five guys in that eight to 8,000, $8,500 range. Uh, again, very similar what you'll see early on with a lot of these. And, and again, it's different because it's algorithms and whatnot. But a lot of the at least receivers looks like it's generally for the most part in the order you drafted those guys in in a season long or close to it. And uh, a lot of these names were those names that would go after those top three. And Allen Robinson, Jordy Nelson, DeAndre Hopkins, A.J. Green, and, and your boy Dez. Uh, how do you rank these five? And are there any that you're a little worried about? Well, yeah, right at the top, uh, we'll go, well, Jordy Nelson, second from the top, yeah. I guess, $8,400 on the comeback trail with the knee injury. He he didn't play a snap in the exhibition series at all, so I, I need to see this guy play before I plunk down any, any big dollars on him. So I, I kind of discount that, uh, even though he's got Aaron Rodgers, arguably the, one of the best quarterbacks in football, obviously pitching to him. And uh, so I need I to see, see pitching before. in football there. I like that. Yeah, I'm, so we I'm can't really... get rid of baseball even when we try, Paul. 
No, we can't. <laughs> and uh, AJ Green, Cincinnati, similar. This guy bumped his knee in the last preseason game. I'm not sure if he's 100%, $8,200 price tag. I'd rather go with Des Bryant in this in this group. Dak Prescott needs to do himself a big favor if he can develop an early chemistry with Des. To get this guy on his side would go a long way to cementing his uh, early season performances, I think. And uh, that work begins with a heavy dose uh, of him against the Giants this weekend. So of, the, of that group, this is not a homer pick. I think I justified it. Je Des Bryant would be the guy, my go-to guy in this pack. Homer. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I can totally see. Actually, I think I think in terms of pricing, Dez is probably the best best value here, and I think it's obviously because there is no Romo and Dak is in there, and we're not really sure what we're going to see. Uh, AJ Green, A200, look, ugh, it just feels like a steal to me. I worry that he's going up against Darrell Rivas, obviously, but I would still be okay playing him at A200, but I don't think I'm targeting him. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins, Dave, I, I mean, I, I have, like a lot of these guys to moderate degrees, except... I agree. Jordy Nelson, I'm going nowhere near him. He has to go show it to me on the field again. Like you said, we have not seen him play live-action football in over a year. So I need to see that happen. On the flip side of that game, though, I do like Allen Robinson, obviously, against Green Bay because I do think Jacksonville is going to be down. Uh, but, look, for me, when I look at these guys, unless it's uh, I have the money to spend on two big receivers – I, I'm looking at those top two guys. So, like, if I if I can find the money, I wanna I wanna put Beckham and Brown in my lineup rather than one of those two and one of these eight to eighty five hundred guys. Let's move on to that seven thousand range where we see a lot a lot of values and a lot of players. A bigger range there. Some names that pop off the page in that range: Demarius Thomas playing tonight, of course. Calvin Benjamin also playing tonight. Sammy Watkins, Keenan Allen, Brandon Cooks, Brandon Marshall. A lot of upside. A lot of solid players in there how do you kind of navigate this group from seven to seven seven thousand to seventy nine hundred well i look at the guys that i can eliminate and and i've te teased that already with the minor injuries so a guy like brandon marshall not on my must uh, playlist neither is larry fitzgerald they're both nursing some minor issues we don't know how minor they are so i'd rather look in the direction of a guy like a brandon cooks with new orleans against oakland drew Brees filled the air with footballs last year just like he always does and cooks is one of his primary targets so that makes full sense to me as a good value play at 7600 bucks sammy watkins i find is on underrated guy tyrod taylor is emerging as as one of the better young quarterbacks around the league and for seventy three hundred dollars watkins is the the big deep threat for the bills and uh, i think they got a good matchup there against baltimore in that one uh, julian edelman is another guy i'd look at a versatile and elusive wide receiver for the patriots against uh, an arizona team uh, edelman is looking to be the security blanket for for uh, Garofalo in that matchup so I think he could get a lot of touches there and uh, Randall Cobb of the Packers might be the guy that that Rodgers looks at it in that offense uh, in game one I know Nelson is back but I told you what I think of him Cobb may benefit from more single coverage than he might usually see in this matchup so that's another uh, attractive feature in that particular pick yeah, I like Cobb a lot for a lot of the reasons you said, and of course the uh, the Jordy Nelson factor there as well, because I do think it will help Cobb that Nelson's back, but again, I'm not ready to trust Nelson yet, which makes me like Cobb even more, especially with the points per reception. Uh, uh, two other guys who uh, you mentioned, Sammy Watkins. I, I love Sammy both in season long this year and in DFS, especially at $7,300. He is top five, top 10 in terms of just pure talent as a wide receiver in the NFL. He's that good. He was taken ahead of Odell Beckham, ahead of Mike Evans, ahead of some great, great receivers for a reason. And look, I, I, OBJ's better. 
Um, but I think people forget how talented Sammy Watkins is because he's been so hurt, because he hasn't been in a big-time passing offense. But he had a really nice connection and chemistry with Tyrod Taylor last year when they were on the field together, and, and he is just pure talent, and it seems that he's finally healthy heading into the season. So I, I'm big, big on Sammy Watkins, both this week and in season long as we move forward. And then two other names. One other you mentioned, Brandon Cooks, I love as well, that Oakland secondary, far from the uh, best part of that defense, probably the worst part of that defense. Um, and, and Cooks is just such a reliable target. And over the last nine games of the league last season last year, I believe was a top 10, top 12 wide receiver. Uh, so at 7,600, that is a steal. Uh, and then Brandon Marshall, you mentioned, I think I'd be willing to take the risk. It doesn't seem like that injury is too big of an issue. And he is so consistent for 7,700, but I get it. I think I'd rather go $300 cheaper. And even though he's got a tough matchup, uh, I think Keenan Allen is just going to be one of those guys who Phil Rivers is just going to feed and feed and feed some more like he did for those eight games that they played together last year. 67 targets, I believe, in those eight games, which is insane. Um, so, you know, that's almost 10 targets a game we're getting close to, nine targets a game. So um, I, I think Rivers is going to be happy to have him back. I think he's going to go at him. And I know that KC defense and secondary is good. But without Justin Houston, it's not quite as good as it should be. And uh, I just think that it's not going to matter because Allen's too good a possession receiver. One last name before we jump down to the 6,000 range. Amari Cooper is not going to be $7,100 for very long this season. He's too talented. He's too good a route runner. Him and Carr have too good a chemistry. And he's playing against last year's worst pass defense in the league handily handily in the Saints. So, and I do think the Saints have upgraded a little bit there. I think Babineau will be a better player this year, but, you know, I, I 7,100 for Cooper, it's going to be hard for me to, to not put him in a majority of my lineups. All right, Paul, before we move on and start looking at those mid-tier down to those real values that are going to help people on Sunday and tonight as well, let me remind everyone and fantasy football fans that the wait is nearly over. It's tonight! Football is back, which means FanDuel is back. And this year, it's better than ever. It's not just a new season at FanDuel. It's a new era. They've upgraded your entire experience with real improvement for everyday fans. And they believe you deserve to experience everything that sports has to offer, which makes you sports rich. Try the new FanDuel now. Just pick your team, stay under the salary cap, and have all the fun that fantasy has to offer. New to the game? Plan a beginner contest to learn the ropes. If you have a dollar, there are games for just a dollar. There's even 50-50 contests where you can win half uh, half the money if you're, excuse me, where you can win cash if you're in the top half. And you can also settle a score with friends in FanDuel's brand new friends mode. It's season-long fantasy football with weekly teams, plus new features ensure a fair and level playing field. And don't forget, football starts tonight. you got to fill these lineups out now. Get in. And the beauty of, of playing these games tonight is when you're involved in these games tonight, you can look at the ownership percentages and then get a better idea of, of who's going to be highly owned, who's going to be lowly owned on Sunday. And you go into those GPPs and you take advantage of it and you win lots and lots of money. And then you're going to be the one doing this podcast because you're going to buy Roto-Wire and take over, okay? So, <laughs> so that's the beauty of this. You can have all the fun that fa football has to offer and all the fun that fantasy football has to offer. FanDuel be sports rich. And a special offer for new users. Get a free six-month Roto-Wire subscription with a $10 deposit on FanDuel. Just go to FanDuel.com slash RW. Not only will you get the free subscription, but you actually get to play with those $10 on FanDuel. So it's like... It's ten. It's a free Roto Wire subscription is basically what it comes down to because you get to go play with that money, have fun with it, and potentially win more money. It's it's such a bargain. It's over forty dollars in value for just ten bucks. So go to FanDuel.com 
slash rw and get started right now all right paul let's uh let's let's help these people who are gonna go uh, win money and and take over rotowire as i said and buy it and win millions of dollars because this is this is where you make your money right you know uh, we've talked about it yesterday with some of those running backs and a lot of them are going to be very highly owned. Look, if, if Thomas Rolls isn't going to have a big role and it comes out before Sunday, Christy Michael's going to be in a ton of lineups. If Jamal Charles is out, which is expected, Spencer Ware is going to have a big ownership percentage. So you, you might have to find some of those values that you want in this wide receiver range. Let's start with the six to uh, 6,000 to 6,900 range, which, which features some pretty big names as far as it goes with T, the T.Y. Hiltons of the world in there, Doug Baldwin, the the best wide receiver in fantasy over the last eight weeks last year or, or second best right there and and some other names that are kind of more long shots whether it be a, a willie sneed or a tyler lockett how, how are you viewing this range of of six thousand to sixty nine hundred who are your hits and misses here well there's a lot of guys that i'm on in this section uh, i would include michael floyd from arizona palmer likes to throw the ball around a lot and uh well, Floyd will always be one of his primary targets, so that's one guy to keep an eye out for. I already mentioned with Brandon Marshall, maybe not at 100%. Does Eric Decker become the number one guy in terms of targets with the Jets against Cincy in that one? Jeremy Macklin of the Chiefs, again, uh, Nick Foles likes to throw a, uh, a good deep ball, and uh, Macklin can go get it. So that's a, that's a good pairing there in that matchup against San Diego. And Deshaun Jackson, one of the best deep ball threats uh, in the last 10 years in the NFL for Washington against Pittsburgh. This guy can get it uh, as good as anybody else. So that's four guys that I'm on, and they're all priced between 66 and $6,900. Yeah, there's uh, uh, some really nice values in this range, as you mentioned. Um, Jarvis Landry, I, I hate the matchup, but he's going to get catches. He's one of those guys at 6,600 who I think is a pretty high floor, even in a tough matchup, and will probably have very low ownership percentage as a result. Um, I, all those Arizona, like I'm not going to pay for Fitz more. I'm going to pay for either Florida at 69 or John Brown at, at that 65 range. I mean, those are, those are better values. So, so I think if you're going to go with an Arizona wide receiver, those are the guys to kind of look at, but the, the name that jumps off the page for me here and, and maybe my favorite wide receiver value on the board is Dante Moncrief at 6,200. He's, he's probably the player that I own in the most of my season-long leagues. I am all in on Moncrief. I think he's going to be Andrew Luck's security blanket. I think he could get in the neighborhood of 90 to 100 catches this year. Uh, he's that good. He's that physical. He can catch in traffic. He is a tough, tough receiver, uh, and, and I, he has a great rapport with Luck. If you just look at the numbers last year when the two of them were together, the seven games they played together, Moncrief was a, a top-tier wide receiver, at least right below there. So uh, for 6,200, and, and you worry a little bit about Darius Slay and Detroit, who's become one of the best cornerbacks in football, but it's likely that he's either going to split time on him and on Moncrief and Hilton, or look, if they stick Slay on Hilton, who is the number one receiver, all of a sudden Moncrief's got an even bigger chance to have a big game. So one way or the other, at 6,200. That just is too good a bargain for me to pass up. All right, Paul, let's move down to the real, you know, where, where the, the bread is buttered, as they say, at 5,000 to 5,900 as... Um, there are a few names in here of guys who are going to be on the field starting games, you know, whether it's a guy like Richard Matthews or a guy like Victor Cruz or a guy like, you know, uh, Philip Dorsett is going to be a third receiver. Marvin Jones, if there's some interesting names in this region here who, you know, one of these guys in this region is going to help someone win a lot of money. Which one is it? Well, I'm going to start off with one of my first of six guys that I'll name, and that's oh, Anquan. Look at that. I asked for one. He gives you six, folks. An that's why An he's the best. 
Anquan Bolden of the Lions in against Indy. You mentioned again about the porous nature of the Indy defense. This guy's a veteran presence in the Lions, uh, diversifying offense. They needed to get a, a guy of his quality, one of the better route runners that there is, catches the ball in traffic like you said, and a really good possession receiver could be a guy that, that Stafford really leans on in, in that pass offense. And a guy that I really have always liked is Mohamed Sanu. He's moved on to Atlanta now, 5800 5, 5, bucks. He's playing along with pass-happy Matty Ice, who will look for Sanu as a viable number two who could get more targets with Jones hobbled uh, in that scenario. Speaking of number twos, uh, my guy, uh, Terrence Williams, uh, 5300 bucks. The Cowboys number two will get his targets in a shootout against the Giants. And speaking of that shootout, Victor Cruz, I don't want to see a salsa lesson, but as a Cowboys fan, <laughs> I fear that Eli will be throwing to him a ton, James. And uh, they have a, a lot of good history, particularly in that matchup. So for 5300 bucks, that's, that's a tremendous value that jumps off the page, to use your words. And uh, speaking of that, Brian Quick for L.A. against San Francisco, another very poor defense. And this guy's a big play play guy with one of the higher yards per catch in, in football. And then finally, Chris Hogan of the Patriots against Arizona. He got a lot of playing time in preseason and should be a part of the, of the past three wide receiver sets and maybe a secret weapon that Belichick uh, unleashes against a pretty solid defense here. Yeah, I, I, along with those, the one guy who who is probably my favorite in this range, and it's funny because it kind of combined a few of the things you talked about. You started with Anquan Bolden, then went into Mohamed Sanu. So a current Detroit receiver, a former Bengal receiver, I'm loving Marvin Jones at 5,500 here. I think he's integrated himself really well into that Detroit offense from the jump, and, and I like Bolden too. I like all three of those guys, Golden Tate. I think that that offense is going to be like, Move, move, move. Pass, pass, pass. It's what it's looked like. It's what Jim Bob Cooter wants them to do. And since Cooter took over, what a name, man, Jim Bob Cooter. Um, <laughs> Cooter, since he took over last year, uh, Stafford was, I believe, a top five fantasy quarterback. So they moved the ball really well. Stafford looked comfortable in the system. It kind of helped him with kind of the reads and the progressions and the mistakes he would make by just kind of taking that out of out of his hands and just making quick decisions. And I think all three of those receivers are going to be involved against, like you said, an atrocious indie defense. And it's made even worse with Vontae Davis out there. Best cornerback will not be playing. So I think you could be happy with any of those Detroit receivers. The reason I like Jones, he's the cheapest one at 5,500. Uh, and again, had a really, really nice preseason. And then two names, uh, I don't think I would play them particularly, but if I wanted a home run play in this range, Tyler Boyd and Will Fuller at 5,600 are both uh, two rookies who are going to have roles in their offenses. Uh, Cincinnati, obviously, if A.J. Green is, is shut down by Darrell Revis, you have to figure Tyler Boyd will get uh, uh, at least a, a role in the offense and has some potential there. And Fuller, deep threat, you know, showed off his 4-2-3 or whatever it is, insane speed, 4-3-3, uh, whatever it is. He's a really, really, really fast kid. It's what got him taken in the first round. And uh, that Chicago defense is just atrocious as well. So um, Will Fuller could be one of those boomer bust guys who gets you, you know, two catches for 105 yards and a, you know, an 80 yard touchdown in there. So um, again, boomer bust. But sometimes when you're you're throwing the five to to six thousand range, 
that's the kind of guy you go for. All right, Paul, let's uh, let's round it out here as we look down to the bottom of the list. We head down to those 4,500 till 5,000 range, the range where we saw Kristen Michael yesterday at 4,800. So, so again, the reminder, I said it yesterday, but don't just breeze over these bottom uh, of the, you know, FanDuel pricing type guys. Because a lot of times, like if you play baseball and, and maybe this is your first foray into football, like you're very rarely paying the guys in a baseball list at the bottom because they're guys who are bench players. However, there are a fair amount of guys in this 4,500 to 5,000 range who are going to have roles on their teams starting right away. So, Paul, are, are any of these guys jumping out of you? Well, other than Quick and Hogan, I'm going to throw out uh, Doriel Green-Beckham, a, a guy from your neck of the woods. Right. Uh, you probably can speak to more. I, I like this matchup that he's got against Cleveland. Not not a uh, league dynamo by any means. And so that's a guy that you could maybe target in that range. Keyshawn Martin for the Patriots, another guy at $4,900. This is a guy that got a few targets late last season and looked pretty good to me. And uh, they're, they're going to be throwing the ball a little bit more than, than you might expect in New England. Uh, don't look for a conservative offense out of them just because Brady's not there. So Keyshawn Martin might be worth a look in that matchup. Paul, I have four guys that I like that have not been mentioned. Cause I agree. Chris Hogan at that price is nice. And those guys, but um, Terrell Pryor at 4,900, he's going to be Cleveland's deep threat, and he might be Cleveland's best receiver <laughs> into the season, at least until Josh Gordon comes <laughs> back. Um, the Eagles, uh, as an Eagles fan, and I will comment on Beckham, um, as an Eagles fan, I can tell you that, that they have a great defensive front. The safety should be good. The cornerbacks won't be. So Terrell Pryor is faster than, than any quarterback on the Eagles roster. No joke, and he's bigger than all of them. So uh, I like that play, especially with a guy like RG3, who if – if you're going to say anything good about him, you could say that he could toss the ball deep pretty nicely. Michael Thomas obviously was a, uh, a one of those draft darlings in, in New Orleans, I think. At 4,900 worth a shot, just in such a, a high percentage, you know, throwing offense. Breeze has led the league in passing, I think, like five of the last six years or something. So he has won the third receiver job there. He was a big part of the offense in the preseason. So for 4,900 worth a shot. Uh, also at 4,900, and... Uh, Devontae Parker kept going over him in, in pretty much every season-long draft, and I get it on the upside, but Kenny Stills won the job. He is the number two receiver in Miami, and he has a really good rapport with Ryan Tannehill. He's impressed Gase and the coaching staff. They've said so many good things about Kenny Stills. He's another one of those guys who can get behind the secondary for a deep one, too. So at 4,900, a nice play. Right next to Mr. Dora Green Beckham there, who, Paul, I agree with you in the sense of why not? Uh, he is going to get starting reps. He is going to play with the starters a fair amount. I just had Eagles insider Dave Spadaro on another one of my podcasts, and he said, don't be surprised if Beckham's out there a lot. And uh, the one thing that he gives you in FanDuel uh, that I think is a real advantage is anytime they're in, in the red zone, they're going to be looking for him. He is the, their best red zone target already, assuming he can catch the ball. We saw the fade to him in preseason, which uh, the Eagles have never completed a, a fade pass. It was the first time in team history that they've ever completed a fade past the end zone uh eagles fans will get that one as uh people still say get plaxico burris in here to run the fade that's how bad the fade has been in philadelphia <laughs> so beckham uh, uh certainly an upside play i think there's a good uh, the, the issue with beckham is there's a very low floor there as well but when you're looking in this range that's the the boomer bust type of plays you're going for and then two more quick names uh tajay sharp has uh has been the best receiver in tennessee's camp uh, he is starting along 
alongside Richard Matthews. Obviously, Delaney Walker, probably the number one receiver there. But I wouldn't be shocked if Tajay Sharp ends the season as the number two ahead of Richard Matthews. He's, uh, you know, been a great route runner coming out of UMass. So really unexpected, but has wowed that coaching staff. If he can develop a rapport with Mariota, you know, two young guys getting started, that that could potentially lead to something really nice. Uh, and maybe at 4,800 this week is, is worth a shot. And then I'm going to go all the way down to the bottom here, Paul, and go to 4,500. It's very rare that you get to actually spend the minimum. But Eli Rogers won the third receiver job. A lot of people think it's Sammy Coates. It's not in Pittsburgh. It's Eli Rogers. And we all know that's a passing offense, as Paul mentioned before, D'Angelo Williams in there. They're going to run with D'Angelo, but they're going to have to rely on, on being able to sling it a little bit. And, you know, Antonio Brown can't catch every pass, just most of them, but not every pass. And, and I'm not a huge Marcus Wheaton fan. He's fine. But I think Eli Rogers is going to have a legitimate role in that offense and, and has obviously, again, wowed the coaching staff enough to jump over Sammy Coates, who's in his second season there. So... Uh, I think at 4,500, that is worth a play. Paul, tell everyone what's coming tomorrow because you and uh, the McKecks, Johnny McKechnie, are going to come on and, uh, and tell everyone uh, what, what they need to do heading into the weekend. Right, Paul? Well, we're going to cover off on the remaining positions at the uh, kicker, defense, and touch on uh, some tight ends too. And then we're going to actually continue what we did in the regular season with baseball, draw up our own lineups. So we'll put our money where our mouths are, and uh, we have a little friendly competition there too. So a uh, full episode tomorrow to get everybody really wound up and ready for the weekend's play. That is awesome. So keep it tuned. The Roadwire DFS podcast, that's going to be a huge one because they're going to be able to talk ownerships. They're going to round up the last position. And guess what? They get to talk about a real live actual football game that matters, which is awesome as we have the Panthers and the Broncos tonight in Denver as the season gets underway. And uh, again, while we did, you know, mention people tonight, I would recommend for the most part hanging off and playing those Sunday contests because as we discussed, guys like Christine, Michael and, and Spencer Ware, their, their situation should crystallize a lot more by the time those Sunday lineups close as opposed to uh, closing on Thursday. But you know what? Why not? Have some fun. Go out and play them all anyway. And uh, again, listen to Paul and John tomorrow. They will get you ready to go for the weekend. Otherwise, Paul and I will be back together next Wednesday breaking down receivers again. So until then, everyone, keep it tuned again to the Roadwire DFS podcast. We have talked wide receivers today. Get ready for tight ends, kickers, defenses, recapping a lot more tomorrow. So uh, until next week for me, until tomorrow for Paul, this has been the Roadwire DFS podcast for the opening day of the 2016 NFL season.